Thank you for joining me for another episode of I'd Rather Be Dead Than Dope Sick. So, the last I talked about yesterday was that I gave my car up. Um, And, yeah, and then Tommy rescued me. And I remember... Oh, I remember one time when I went to the same friend's um, house to try and quote-unquote kick. Well, I was going to try and stop using, but at the time I was only using, um, just doing coke or smoking crack or whatever. And I remember uh, when... I talked to Tommy on the phone, and he was sick when I called him, and he was all grouchy, and I said, what was wrong, what's wrong, he said, I'm kicking, and I'm, (laughs) and I said, oh, I'm kicking too, and he's like, what, he goes, what do you mean you're kicking? And I go, oh, I haven't done coke for I don't know how many days. And he was like, that's not kicking. <laughs> he was so mad. And I didn't understand. Yeah, it, quitting heroin and quit and stopping coke are two completely different things. And there's something called junkie pride. But... Yeah, I had that too once I started using uh, dope, but uh, heroin. Because unless you have been dope sick, you have no idea of what kicking is or being sick or dope sick. Like, because coming down from meth or cocaine, maybe benzos, or alcohol might be worse, but, um, because DTs, but, uh, I've, I mean, it's uncomfortable to come off of cocaine, and, I mean, you'll feel like crap, and you want to eat everything, and sleep, like, for days, but it's most, it's mental, and, uh, meth, I can't say that I did it enough. I, I mean, I, I've done it a lot. Um, I've done it every day for, you know, but while I was doing heroin too, but cause my, when I was on Skid Row, Brian, um, he always had, we, we, he would deal, um, speed because that was like that wasn't our drug choice so it wasn't hard to um deal because we weren't doing it all but but yeah it's totally different like coming off of actually Tommy and I tried to get off a heroin once by doing meth to try and somebody said that it would help with the withdrawals but we ended up doing a 16th and one night and by the time we then the sun came up in the morning we were like oh my gosh we're gonna go get a bag of dope but um 
Yeah, it's it's completely different coming off of cocaine or methamphetamine. Um, until you come off of heroin, like, people don't know what being sick is. Dope sick. <laughs> but, um, yeah, when I gave up my car, my that was, like, my independence. Um, well, not just that, but just... I wasn't in bondage to just wherever I was at. I like I, I, I couldn't. I didn't have any freedom unless I was with somebody that had a car, and um, it was as if God was stripping me little by little of things like. Um, Yeah, because then it became harder and harder to to get by it with whatever, anything, you know, using and having to go cop or, um, anyways, uh, Parker, I don't... I don't know when he really got strung out because he never told me, like, when he was sick or, um, if he would always say he wasn't strung out. And, but I don't know how he could do dope so much and not be strung out, but he, um, he would swear that you know, he wasn't strung out, but, um, yeah, after, let me see, was it, after I left my friends, when John, when Tommy picked me up, um, and got me well, I still, I was thinking, like, maybe I should try and quit, since I had those clonidines and maybe I could try and kick so that I, um, I just, I don't know. I really liked Tommy a lot and I just didn't see us being together. He didn't either. We didn't see us being together if we were junkies. I mean, if we were strung out. So yeah. And I think I don't know. I I wanted to try and kick. And Parker let me stay with him. Um, And I'm not sure. I don't remember if he was. I think he probably was drowned. He maybe didn't even know he was. Because he did so much freebase. That he probably didn't even know. Like if he was dope sick or not. But, um, so, yeah, I tried to, it, it was crazy because I, I was at, at Parker's and, um, <laughs> and I called him, he was staying at Isabel's and I was like, I don't think I can do this 
And um, it was cool because he actually, he told me that um, to go look, he had like a milk crate by uh, with his TV on top of it as like a little TV stand, I guess. And he said, go look, go look by the milk crate and behind the TV and something's over there. And he had a Xanax, like, stuck. <laughs> he stuck a whole bunch of Xanax all around his apartment. So anytime, like, I started to freak out, I'd call him and he would tell me where a Xanax was so that I could take it and then hopefully fall asleep. Which worked a couple times, but not long. Um, so, I don't know how long I lasted, but, um, I don't know. I think it, it was just, uh, maybe a, a day or two, but, um, and then Tommy came over and got me well, and, yeah, It was, the more you use, the more you need, and, I mean, I guess it's like anything, but, um, I mean, if you want to actually have any kind of effect, like, when you, when you do the dope, because the same amount is not going to get you high. And before long, you're not even getting high anymore. I mean, it's, it really sucks because after all, you're just getting well, you're just getting like straight. You're not even feeling high. You're just like getting normal. So it's like you're, cause your, your brain stops producing endorphins and the heroin is replacing the endorphins so your body doesn't even produce them anymore and the feel good you know uh, whatever i don't even know what you call them but the endorphins they don't uh they say it takes like a year after you you quit to start producing endorphins again but I believe that with God all things are possible and I don't believe in a lot of the science crap. I mean, <laughs> uh, medical industry, but, um, I mean some, you know, but we have to do our own research to be able to tell, like, because Big Pharma doesn't like any kind of natural remedies or anything, so, um, yeah. I, I now I prefer to do all natural as much as possible I literally do not even take ibuprofen or Tylenol or I, I just don't unless I'm like dying um, or I feel like I'm dying like I just try my very best to do whatever I can naturally because I don't want to, I don't want to be dependent on anything, but, but anyways, that's on a, uh, yeah, I don't need to go down that 
rabbit hole. But um, so, um, yeah, again, I think I mentioned this before, but I think that a lot of it, too, is mental. Even though the physical uh, withdrawals are definitely legit, they're definitely, I mean, they're real. Um, I still believe that if I thought I only had the flu, I probably would have just gone through it and, you know, kicked. But I think because I knew that there was a solution to my problem that could be an instant one, it became like an obsession and I just was not going to let that happen again. And even though at first, that was the first time I got sick, it wasn't, I mean, I didn't even go like a whole 24 hours, so it was not even that bad. But, um, yeah, but I I don't know, I think the longer your run is, the, the harder the kick is, but, um... It's also mental. Okay, so somebody called me and interrupted, or cut off. So sorry about that. Um, And I should probably call them back. Um, But I will if they leave a voicemail. But anyways, um back to what I was saying, um, yeah, the mental anguish, (laughs) obsession, knowing that all you have to do is a little bit of heroin and your sickness will immediately go away, is, yeah, physical and mental, and whereas cocaine is mental, I mean, I'm sure you would feel better, like, physically, too, but, but, you know, you don't get, like, you know, Hershey squirts and vomiting from not doing cocaine, um, so, yeah, um, so I just got worse and worse, and every time, okay, like, the dope sickness, it usually would start, for me, it would start, like, getting a runny nose. Like, as soon as my nose started running and my eyes started burning, then I would start panicking. <laughs> um, and then I would start sneezing and achy bones, muscles, leg cramps, nausea eventually vomiting, diarrhea, but at this time, I was still only smoking, and, um, but yeah, it's way worse than any flu I've ever had, like I said, I, I recently had COVID, and COVID was, like, a walk in the park compared to kicking dope, it was just, like, vacation for me, but, I mean, I'm not discounting you know, I'm not saying that COVID can't be really bad, depending on, you know, the person, but yeah, I would take 
COVID any day over dope sickness. <laughs> but I think it's the same kind of thing with with COVID. Like if people um, were to think that they just had the flu, they probably wouldn't be freaking out and thinking, oh my God, I'm going to die because, you know, I have COVID. And, um, yeah, I think some of it is mental, but, um, yeah, the fear, it makes it way worse. And, and that's the same with the heroin too, because, oh my gosh, like the fear of being dope sick is like enough to just send you off like crazy into like insanity because you're just like oh my god I can't stand it I can't be sick oh da, da. I mean the obsession and I think there's of course like a spiritual dynamic to it and you know um Satan's not gonna make it easy for you like just voices torment laughing at you mocking you like aha you're sick but I mean there's just so much I heard voices when I was on dope or a lot coming off of dope but um yeah uh so I guess I could start talking about how I got uh, started shooting um the way I started doing that was after seeing Trisha I think yeah uh and I watched her I happened to be with uh my friend I think I said his name was Sean, but, um, or, I don't know if I said Dave, I don't know, but uh, my friend, um, who, who was kind of a green, but he, uh, I got him to smoke heroin and coke, and, I mean, I didn't get him to, he wanted to at least try it, and, um, so, we were at Parker's one day, and, um, Parker was going to his girlfriend's, and he was letting us, you know, hang out at his place, and right before he left, he went and grabbed a bag of, uh, insulin needles, because, his girlfriend was antibiotic, I mean, antibiotic, <laughs> she was diabetic, and, um, yeah, I don't know, well, not, I don't know, obviously, he must have had them for a reason, but he had them in the kitchen, and he goes, he brings them out, and he goes, I feel like shooting up, and he's got the bag in his hand, and he's like just standing there and I'm watching him and he's like oh no maybe I'll nah I won't do it now and he put them back in the kitchen and I know he knew exactly what he was doing he was just like waving that in my face because he knew that you know my curiosity would 
get to me and um yeah so he he goes well I'm leaving I'm going over to Isabel's um if you need me page me and so he left and as soon as he walked out I went to the kitchen and grabbed the bag got a needle and I went to the front room. Well, it was just a studio and a kitchen, but it, I went to the front room. And I got a telephone wire and wrapped it around my arm. I didn't really know what I was doing, but I watched enough to kind of get the idea. I knew that you had to ha- register, you had to get the blood in the in the the syringe before to make sure that you had a vein and um yeah that's all I knew um but the reason why I did it was because I only had a teeny tiny bit of dope left and Sean and I had been smoking uh coke so I was kind of jittery and I was like okay um, you know, this isn't going to last, so, to smoke it, or even to snort it, so, I drew it up, and I just did a little bit, because it was my first time, and I didn't want to take a chance, I didn't know anything else besides, basically, the basics of how to do it, and I was able, I got it first shot, I did it, and, Wow. Um, I don't want to glamorize it, but yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, this is it, you know, and, um, and so after that, um, I went and, oh no, then Parker he called, like, probably, like, ten minutes later, he called, and I answered, and he goes, what have you been doing, and I was like, what are you talking about, and he was like, you, you shot up, and I'm like, what are you talking about, and he goes, I can tell by your voice, he goes, you use those, those, uh, needles or you you shut up and he was like but he knew that I was gonna do that that was messed up but you know I can't blame him I would have done it anyway eventually but um yeah he's like well I'll talk to you later you know I'm gonna kick your ass or whatever I don't know but after that I called uh, Levi, Tommy's friend, the, the old junkie guy, that, um, and I asked him, like, to give me step-by-step instructions, and 
tell me exactly. And he told me all kinds of things. He told me... At first, he was like, no way, man. I'm not telling you anything. Tommy's going to kick my butt. If I tell you, you like, you don't want to start doing that, man. And you're, it's going to ruin your life and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, I'm going to do it whether or not you help me. But if you don't help me and something goes wrong... Uh, you could have helped me. So it'll kind of be like your fault. Like talk about manipulating. So he was just like, he, yeah, he goes, well, fine. You know, he's, he explained in detail how to do things and what not to do. And, and then he tried to talk me out of it and said, you realize if you, if, you know, you miss, you can get an abscess, you could lose your arm and da, 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 da. And you could die, you could get, uh, I forgot what you call it, but, um, you, you know, it can go to your heart, you can, if you get air bubbles, and you shoot an air bubble, you, you could have a heart attack, I mean, just, he went on and on and on to try and talk me out of it, and, and I was like, okay, well, thank you, bye, and, uh, yeah, and then when I got off the phone, Sean's like, <laughs> he goes, what are you what are you gonna do and I go I'm gonna go fix and he was like what you you can't you shouldn't do that and I go well I already did once already I'm gonna go try again he goes you better not do it by yourself let me help you and I'm like what are you gonna do and he goes my brother's a doctor (laughs) as if his brother I'm like uh, yeah, so what is that going to do? <laughs> You're not a doctor. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But I let him do it for me. And I don't know, that was just weird. But um, after that, it was on. It was on. I was, you know, I wanted to make sure that I knew what I was doing. And that's when I became a needle junkie because I was like constantly sticking needles in me to see if I could get a vein. And that's a whole nother addiction. But I didn't want Tommy to know either because he, he was so adamant against that. And so I was, um, I didn't tell him, I didn't, you know, I didn't, uh, yeah, I didn't say anything. Um, he came and picked me up. I'm, I told Sean, don't tell, don't say anything. And, uh, yeah, I went, I left with Tommy and, um, it was probably about another month before I actually shot up again, but in the meantime, I pretty much kept throwing it out there for Tommy to to break him down, basically. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. I was manipulating, you know, just like, oh, don't you want to, don't you think it'd be more um, economical to do it, like, to shoot it shoot up instead of smoking because you waste a lot and or what you know just planting seeds in his mind and he was just totally adamant like no I do not want to do that you better not do that and 
So, you know, I just waited for a more opportune time, like Satan did in Matthew 4 with Jesus. <laughs> but I shouldn't laugh. But yeah, um, oh man. So, the next time, I'll talk about next time, next episode. Um, it is hot in my apartment. Okay, God bless. Thanks for listening and talk soon.